Welcome to Gamers Cafe, where I am open for business, for everything that's going on in the gaming news. So, you know, guys, come on in, sit down, let's enjoy some good coffee while, you know, I talk about what's going on in the gaming news. As always, I'm your host, Brett Deister, so let's get on with it. Alright, it looks like, well, people aren't really uh, optimistic about Titanfall 2 selling as much as it should. So in the beginning they were saying around 9 million units or copies of Titanfall 2 would be sold and well they dropped about 4 to 5 million. That's a pretty steep drop for a game that's the first one was pretty well received it had its faults having a campaign that was basically multiplayer kind of didn't really do very well plus with a season pass with specific maps being a part of the season pass, and not everybody buying it, kind of split the uh, split the community up pretty terribly. But this one around, they actually have a single player. Uh, all the maps and modes are going to be free, just more going to be cosmetic. So it should be interesting to see if it actually will sell or if it will completely and utterly not sell. It's supposed to be out today, by the way, so... Let's see what happens with all that fun stuff. Uh, but, like I said, it could sell very well, it could not sell very well. It's all really depending on if people really want to play a futuristic shooter. Uh, I mean, if Battlefield 1 was World War 1. Uh, you have Call of Duty uh, Infinity War. It's going to be in the future as well, as well as this. So, like I said, it could not. I will not be reviewing this because I will be busy still reviewing Battlefield 1. Um, I will be giving you my impressions of it later on in the podcast, but for right now, we'll see. We'll see what actually happens. All right, last week I talked about uh, the video game actors, performers going on strike with uh, the SAG arm of it. Well, there's a little interesting uh, wrinkle in it. Activision, EA, Take-Two, and Disney have all set up a website to say no wait we actually really want to help these people and we actually were pretty close to what they wanted and they just basically walked away from us so uh look at our website and see that we're actually really kind and good people and to be honest with you it's it's just he said he said she said type of a thing uh so Take it with a grain of salt, as always. Now, the interesting thing is that they kind of did throw kind of a barb saying, well, if you guys don't actually sign this, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the non-member actors and performers instead of using you, and it's going to hurt you guys in the long run. It's going to help those that aren't part of the the union. Now, the thing is is that less than 25% of... Uh, the actors or the performers aren't really in the union, so it's a very small percentage. They don't really have as much power as you might think. So a lot of games may actually not be uh, may not be hindered by this at all. I mean, you really don't know about that, but it looks interesting. Uh, wondering what uh, SAG will do and what how they'll handle this, but I mean, if they're going to throw that out, being like, "Fine, all right, well, we're just going to go with the non-member uh, unit." people and if you don't want to do this you're going to be losing out on money anyway so is this strike really worth it and let your people vote for it so like I said it's interesting I don't know who to really 
to back because to be honest with you it's not really much of a concern but if it's mo more of the main people that actually do a lot of the voice acting it could really diminish a lot of the quality of it like I said I'd not really I don't really know for sure but that's how where we stand right now so it should be interesting what SAG will do after that all right, AMD has unveiled the Radeon Pro 400 series of GPUs. Uh, now it's the 450, 455, and 460. And this is specifically gonna be in the new 15-inch MacBook Pros, which Apple announced yesterday with the touch bar and getting rid of the escape key for some strange and unknown reason because Apple likes to get rid of things that they probably shouldn't get rid of. Anyways, uh, moving on, what's interesting is that these cards actually aren't going to be as powerful as the other 400 series, but uh, they are going to be helping for, you know, photographers, uh, videographers in some ways. Now, if you're going to be doing a lot of graphic intensive stuff, it might actually start bottlenecking because... Um, they are not the high capacity cards as saying like the 480 or the other 400 series line. But with that, the 450, the Radeon Pro 450 does up to one teraflop peak performance, 10 compute units or 640 stream processors and eight, 80 uh, gigabytes per second memory bandwidth. So it's, it's got pretty good. The 455 does 1.3 teraflops peak performance, 12 compute units or 768 stream processors, and the 80 gigs per second memory bandwidth is the same. And the 460 does 1.86 teraflops peak performance, 16 compute units or 1024 stream processors, and also a 80 gigs per second memory bandwidth. However, this isn't really the same because even even a powerful RX 460 clocks at 2.2 teraflops uh, peak performance. So it is a little below, especially if you go to the 460 uh, Pro line, it is a little bit lower than that. The good thing is that these graphics cards are so thin that they do fit nicely into the Max, and uh, they do have they do have a, are pretty power uh, efficient, about 35 watts. Uh, they also come with the HDMI out and via the USB-C adapter. So you have that, and you also have DisplayPort 1.2 output, which I never recommend because I tried that, and it's awful. I hate DisplayPorts. They're terrible. They're terrible ports. Terrible. Anyways, moving on to AMD also confirming the Zen processors. Now, these are the newer processors coming from, out from AMD. I'm excited to see what they actually do because I may actually do that to upgrade my system instead of going to Intel. I love Intel's CPUs, but they're really expensive to actually buy, and it's one of those things where it's cost-benefit analysis, and you gotta go with it. Now, that's if AMD actually can, you know, do the same output or compete with uh, Intel's line. Now, could or could not. These are supposed to actually be unveiled at the uh, consumer, uh, the Electronic Consumer Show, uh, which is always in January in Las Vegas. Uh, so should be actually interesting to see if that actually uh, will come out. Now, we've seen some stats from AMD, but, I mean, I always take that with a grain of salt because when a company shows you, it's always going to show you the best part of it. Be like, look, we're good. Yes, see, it's, we're, we're great. Look, look at what we have. 
It's all magical, and it's a consumer electronic show. I don't know why I couldn't remember the name, but it's always in January. It's always in Vegas as well. Vegas, one of these years I'm actually going to go to it because I really want to go to it. Uh, but, yeah, so it should be interesting to see what actually if it actually competes. Now, if you aren't running Windows 10, you cannot get the Zen processor. So if you're still running Windows 7 or 8 or 8.1, Sorry, cannot use it because you're going to have to upgrade to 10 and you missed the boat on actually getting it for free. So you pay for it or you're going to have to wait it out until you decide to actually upgrade to Windows 11 or whatever else is going to be the next one. So I'm pretty sure you're not going to want Windows 10. That's right. All right. NVIDIA has released a new game ready uh, driver version 375.70 drivers. And this is for uh, Titanfall, Skyrim Special Edition, Dishonored 2 as well. Now, the previous one actually had some problems with it. Uh, well, it didn't really work very well with Windows 10. It kind of crashed some of the apps as well. Um, so there was that. And it basically messed up the ability to drag and drop, uh, start menu tiles, and other quirks. Uh, so NVIDIA pulled the drivers uh, the following weekend and replaced it with... 3.75.63 instead of 3.75.57. Now with this new one, it should help with those bugs. However, there are more bugs still. It, it does happen all the time. But yes, uh, if you are going to be planning on running Titanfall 2 or Dishonored 2, which I will be reviewing Dishonored 2, uh, you should probably update your drivers. It's probably a good idea. No lie, it's a really good idea. All right, are you playing Civ 6? I wish I was because it looks like a really fun game, but I didn't get a chance to review it because it came out the same day as Battlefield 1, of course. Uh, but a modder, famous modder in the Civilization um, series, has made a ginormous map uh, with whopping 50 plus civilizations as well. Uh, now he says that it takes about four to five minutes to load, so it's it's gonna be pretty big. Now, right now, uh, Firaxis or Sid Meier has not made uh, Steam mobs available or even modding tools available quite yet. I know they will do it because they are very big on the modding community, especially with XCOM 2 having that as well. So you're gonna have to wait out for that. But if you really want to do it, you can. But like I said, he warned that it's about four to five minutes for that as well and also says that you should lower texture size in the video options um the game uses almost all the six gigs of vram on my gpu so if you don't have six gigs of ram you, you don't do it it's gonna be terrible for you it's gonna be one of those things that you're just not gonna like it's gonna be bad all right microsoft has announced on its event this past week that it's going to be well it's gonna be actually having all offline play for Windows 10 games yay however it's not the easiest way of doing it it's kind of like the way Steam does it because they really just don't want you to play offline they, just, they give it to you but it's kind of like you know you gotta go hunt for it you gotta go search for it and it's not really very fun to do it and you just kind of give up you're just like I'm, I'm done I've had it with this why would you make me do this now, if you're wondering how if you can do this or how to do it, uh, what you do is you make sure you to make sure you, you're offline mode. You have to check that you have your devices on the latest Windows update, which is always good to actually check that. And then go to start, 
settings, update and security, and then Windows Update and see if you have the most relevant update available. Also, then all you do is open the store and you, you're prompted to sign in. If you haven't already done it, and you select the me icon, which is usually your profile. So just select the you, the picture of you, or the non-picture of you, depending on what you, who you are, what you are. I don't know who you are. I, I don't know you all personally. I wish I would, but it's just not feasible. Anyways, um, then you go to settings, and then under offline permissions, make sure that the setting is toggle on. Now, as always, if you're on offline, it's going to have to buffer or load the game. Uh, to do it. You're also going to have to make sure that you're uh, logged into Xbox Live to actually do this as well. Like I said, it's most roundabout way. It does make it a little bit more competitive with Steam, but it's not quite year there yet. And plus, for PC gamers, we like Steam. That's one of the things. We like it, and we hate it at the same time. We're, we're fickle people. We don't like Origin or Uplay at all, but we just have to use them because well, the two companies make us use them. Uh, we like GOG. Green Man Games really good, too. But if you want to do it, there it is. Also, they announced uh, built-in streaming. Now, it's not going to be through Twitch. It's going to be through Beam because Microsoft bought Beam in August. Beam is actually a really good, uh, robust system as well. It's got an interesting interactive type of way of streaming as well. So you have that possibility. I would recommend looking into it if you're trying to get into that because it's a little bit smaller. So you might actually have a, bit, a little bit better success. Then Twitch, I'm not saying you shouldn't do Twitch at all, but just look at your options, make sure you're maximizing all your options, because it's always, it's always a good thing to actually do that. Uh, so that's another way of doing it. Um, you can also now do it with Periscope producers, but that's not through uh, Microsoft. That would just be using OBS. Uh, but yes, uh, they will allow you to do it through Beam, because they own Beam, and why would they want to do it anywhere else? Uh, but yeah, I would look into it and see if you actually want to do it, see if it actually works with you or jives with you. If it doesn't, then don't do it. You don't have to do it. All right, Skyrim Special Edition did come out this past week, and, well, people have been noticing that the audio is not as good as the original. Now, the thing is that uh, when Skyrim was launched, it was in an uncompressed dot .wave format, which is usually a better format anyways. Well... The special edition does a, a compressed .xwm format instead. That's right, a different format instead, which basically, um, it degrades it, unfortunately. Uh, so most of you may not actually really be able to listen to it, but some of you actually may hear it. So if you're one of those, it's like, is my, my thing seems off. Is there something wrong? No, it's not you. It's it's actually, they did a compressed uh, audio files instead of uncompressed, which I guess they did it to actually bring down the size of the game, but why, it, it doesn't really make sense to me, but that's that's, that's my head. I'm not, I'm not in their head. All right, it's interesting news coming up today or actually now or actually throughout the day but hello games twitter account comes back to life it actually has been very dormant for quite a while because well no man's sky was not did not do very well a lot of people were upset about it there was a lot of problems with it it was a lot of people said it was boring uh so looks like sean murray's twitter and hello games twitter was kind of hacked 
And they had some interesting sweet tweets. E- even I saw it when I looked on it throughout the day, and I was like, that's interesting. Um, but, well, it could have been from a disgruntled employee. You never really know these things. Uh, but it was interesting to have life again after having no life for quite a bit, quite a few months. Yes. Um, and so they kind of said, it was hacked. Now go back to work type of a thing. So I guess all is, all is well now. Now moving on to Dark Souls and the DLC. Well, it looks like someone, well, someone actually beat the hardest boss in Dark Souls 3 with the bare hands. Now apparently, if you have a high enough strength in, uh, uh, strength is one of them, but DX, uh, Dex, uh, you can actually do pretty good with Killing bosses with your fist. Now, it does take you quite a while because, well, it's Dark Souls 3 and nothing is easy in this game. But yes, if you do kind of, you know, match your stats pretty well, you can actually do a pretty good job with your bare hands. And this gamer actually did. Beat beat one of the hardest bosses in the games with his bare hands. So kudos to you for actually doing that. Yeah. Kudos very well. All right. Doom. Yes. On to Doom. Now, the... The Doom community does like to mod the original Doom and Doom 2 quite a bit. Um, and it's it's quite surprising that they do this, but it's actually really cool at the same time because I'm all for um, modding that game. Because that game's, that game's fun, hilarious, awesome. You know, all that fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, so for Doom 4, or, uh, parentheses 4, for Doom 2.0, adds all the current weapons from Doom 4 plus all the power-ups, plus the demon uh, power-up as well into it. It looks actually pretty cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to actually, you know, booting it up and putting it in there as well. Uh, you can also do glory kills as well. You can also turn that off if you don't want to, but um, it looks fun. There's the reload animation is a part of it for um, the double-barrel shotgun. I mean, it still looks very... Um, 93 in a way, but the animations look slick. It looks really good. So if you're looking for a new way of playing Doom, you should check out Doom Parentheses 4 for Doom 2.0. Should be fun. Also, a guy is going to be releasing Doom 64. That's right. Doom 64 was came out to Nintendo 64, and they kind of ported it over to the PC. And it, it does look really fun. It does look, looks interesting. looks a little bit different than, let's say, Doom the original, uh, but it looks awesome. It looks amazing. It looks great. I'm interested to see what it's gonna, what's gonna be all about uh, through it. But it comes out October 30th, which is soon in about two days. So you don't have very much time to wait. You're just gonna have to go to um, the modding site for it as to download it. So there's that as well. I think it's mod mod DB uh, is the site for it. There's different modding. Uh, sites for it as well, but the thing is about Doom 64 is that it does add new special effects, including particles, lighting, gore, new sounds, more weapon animations, shotgun reloads, smoother minigun barrels, etc. Um, the only problem or the only downside right now is that the audio isn't very good, so grain of salt, I guess you could say, as always. All right, now Overwatch news. Overwatch is going to improve the reporting system in patch 1.5. So there's a problem with the reporting system is that people are reporting for people that 
well, it should be reported as well. Use a reporting system for people that, you know, harass people, just do some things that they shouldn't be doing. And I've gotten harassed on it a little bit um, because, well, that's, it's a, it's a competitive game. It does happen. Um, I just, it just gets frustrating on both sides. Uh, just that people need to check themselves and control themselves. However, there are people that are being reported for picking unpopular players like uh, Symmetra, which is very unpopular, in quick matches and competitive, which you, you should never do that. I mean, it, you're just, the person's picking a hero they think can help you. Don't don't complain about that. Seriously, there are other things to complain about. Who cares? I've played Symmetra in some maps, and she works very well in some of the maps. And she's really useful, especially when you actually put down uh, the warp gate. Uh, or the teleporter, sorry. The teleporter. Uh, so, it's just, it's just really dumb. Um, but, yeah, so that that's the thing. And Jeff Kaplan has said, yeah, we're going to be working on it because they should be working on it. I mean, they should basically have predefined things of what are you reporting somebody for, abuse, blah, 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 and then have to give, give uh, a comment about it. But the problem is, is that when people report you too much, you get silenced so you can actually use um, in-game chat, which is kind of unfortunate, especially if they're just reporting you for you know, using unpopular heroes. Really, people? Come on. It's not really a definition of harassment or abusing players. It's just you not liking their pick. I get it. It sucks sometimes. Sometimes people pick two snipers, two handsos, two oh, widowmakers, which they shouldn't, but sometimes it does happen. I don't like it when they do that, but seriously, you shouldn't be reporting somebody for that. It's just dumb, and you're dumb for it. Also, Overwatch is going to be changing the rating, the rating system or scale in a third season of Overwatch. It's right. They, they saw that people were in way too much silver, not enough bronze, way too many golds and platinums, and they were going to be readjusting it to be a little bit more fair, a little bit more of an accurate rating system than before. So it's always an ongoing thing. Now, the third season is going to start December 1st, which is a little over about a month. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But yes, the rating system is going to be changing for competitive play, so be on the lookout for that. They are testing it in the public test server as we speak, so things will change as well in that. So be on the lookout for it uh, if you are one of those competitive players. If you're not, who cares? All right, Call of Duty Inf Infinity Warfare has minimum system requirements. They finally revealed it. Woohoo! And this is what it is. And this is the minimum. They don't have the recommended quite yet. They just have the minimum. So the minimum is Windows 7, 64-bit or later, which is obvious. Uh, Intel Core i3-3225 at 3.3 gigahertz or equivalent. And it's also going to be some equivalent to the AMD line. 8 gigs of RAM. Uh, and then the graphics is going to be the GeoForce GTX 662 gigs or the AMD Radeon HD 7850 2 gigs. DirectX version 11, and then storage is 70 gigs of space. Wow, that's these are getting a little outrageous. Man, 70 gigs. That's quite a bit. Um, but like I said, the recommended is not out quite yet, but uh, Call of Duty Infinity Warfare does come out November 4th. So that's uh, next week. About, should it be next week? Yes, next week on Friday. Everything's coming out on Friday. Battlefield 1 came out on Friday, Titanfall 2 comes out on Friday, uh, so Friday is, is the new Tuesday? 
Uh, except for summer does come out the 12th, which is a Tuesday. So be on the lookout if you are a COD fan. I'm not, so I will not be reviewing it. Because I did review uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfighter, and that was boring to me. I just, I'm done. I'm done with Call of Duty. I'm sorry, people. I'm done with it. I can't do it anymore. I don't care if uh, Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare is part of Infinite Warfare because, or Infinity Warfare, whatever. Uh, infinite, infinity, same to me, same thing because it's always going. Uh, but I can't, I just can't do it. Just can't do it anymore. All right, now Google's basically laying off and pausing fiber, which is unfortunate. Yes, uh, so they're laying off a whole bunch of them or pausing it altogether. It's not really a reason why. It's just that they're just holding off on it, which is sad because this actually helped a lot of these. ISPs from you know actually upgrading their own system so I that's why I like Google Fiber but unfortunately they do not see benefit for it so the places that they're at right now will still be maintained but they will not be exploring any new cities as of right now which is unfortunate because it did have two gigs per second of fiber connection which is still slow compared to let's say South Korea but it's much faster than a lot of other places get so it's unfortunate. It's sad. My heart hurts for that. All right. Gwent. Yes, the popular game within the Witcher 3 game is in closed beta right now underway, and you can sign up for it. Um, they will have the beta until, it said, spring of 2017, just to make sure that everything is playing right, is actually working, and is actually pretty balanced for it. So if you want to really play something and you really enjoyed it in The Witcher 3, well, I would say sign up for it. Now, the first wave has already uh, been out, so for you lucky few that got it, yay for you. And for those that haven't, well, just be patient. I'm pretty sure you'll eventually get it. But yes, it's going to be in beta for quite a while um, because these games, especially the card games, are kind of hard to balance as Blizzard has uh, found out pretty Pretty much, they found out that it's a little bit harder to actually balance, so hmm, should be interesting to see what how that well that does. All right, the division is actually in the news, oddly enough. Uh, but yes, the division has finally brought out update 1.4 from its public test servers. Now they finally wised up and decided to do public test servers because every time they did an update, it would break another thing or just make it worse. So. Yay, they finally did it, and they actually brought back one of the ever-popular bosses in it as well, and they're going to be a little bit more loot-friendly with it. And uh, for kind of stats, there's only going to be firearms, stamina, and electronics, um, which will facilitate a standard baseline, and that in turn prevents accidentally making the game much more difficult than it has to be. Um, so they're kind of trying to bring back the sheer part of the shooting in the game and be less RPG. I I don't really play it anymore. I kind of got bored of it. So if you still do play it, awesome for you. If you don't, well, I feel you. I really do. All right, there is, well, some interesting things. Now, I've never experienced this in Battlefield 1, but apparently uh, there is a bug that's kind of hilarious when the Zeppelin kind of explodes and... <laughs> And the airplane runs into it. It looks like the world is ending, where it just it just basically it just spins around really fast, and then just fire like just 
it shoots out everywhere. It looks really weird and amazing all at the same time. Now, it's actually not that bad of a glitch. It's just kind of a funny glitch to me, but it's really, it is really funny to me. It's a pretty funny glitch that I saw a video of it. But yeah, uh, it's a glitch. I, like I said, I have never run into it yet, so I cannot say confirm that, but apparently it is a glitch. But once again, it's actually not, it's not a bad glitch. Um, I've Battlefront had some pretty bad glitches like the Infinity Health or the Invulnerable uh, Pilot once they got out of it, couldn't kill him. That was a pretty bad glitch. This one, not so bad. It's just, it's just kind of a funny weird glitch about it. Now, so far my impressions of Battlefield 1, single player, eh, not really that great, to be honest with you. Um, it's kind of... It's really short, and it's it's just uninspiring. It's just basically what Call of Duty used to be for World War II when it was new. Um, but the multiplayer is actually really fun. Now, I played Carrier Pigeons, not that fun. I played Domination, all right. Uh, Rush, eh, it's Rush. Um, but the main event, as always, there's Team Deathmatch, but I really don't care about that. The main event, as always, is Conquest. Conquest is fun. Conquest is just all-out warfare and just comes and goes type of a thing and just the main event it's what I like to it's what I like to play it's my preferred um, mode for multiplayer usually the 64 if I play lower then it's fine but usually 64 player it's crazy it's insane it's just what I like it's what makes battlefield battlefield most of the maps are really great I like all of them except for one it's the uh, Sinai desert it's the three map uh, three-point map one where there's one there's basically ABC and B's in the middle I don't like it because it's almost like um, some of the other ones in uh, three and four the jail one and four and the subway one I don't remember, metro and three and four the jail one I don't remember the actual name of it um, but I never really liked the really sh small maps that kind of just never really work for battlefield that's a problem it just becomes kind of just a weird stalemate unless you can you know get around the people and go in the back of the map and then you know back cap it but um beyond that i love all the maps uh, i love the different types of terrains from the deserts to kind of more of the dense forests and more green in the europe in europe um i think i think it's one of the best uh dice games they've made uh since bad company 2 uh, I thought Battlefield 3 was okay, Battlefield 4 was a little better, but there was tons of problems with um, just the server side of everything. I never ran into a lot of those problems, but I knew there was quite a bit. Uh, Battlefield 1, I would say, is pretty close to Bad Company 2, and I sunk a lot of hours in that. I sunk a lot of hours in Battlefield 4, over like 300 hours about, about, but it's a good game. I give it... Um, Good brew. It's really good. It's really satisfying. The single player is just... I just wish DICE would just stop making single player, to be honest with you. They just don't do a very good job or find someone else to do a better job. Just never do a good job. It's just I played it and I beat it. It took me less time to beat it than Doom. And I beat Doom in about a good solid day. It took me about a good solid maybe five to eight hours to beat Battlefield 1 single player wasn't very long. It was all right. It was, it was meh, meh. 
Um, but the multiplayer is rock solid. I've run into very little bugs. The only bug I ran into was the stupid cursor one. That cursor bug kind of annoys me. But the kind, of, kind of the cursor either isn't there or it's the loading uh, circle from Windows 10. If you alt tab, I got I got this cursor back, but that's really the only biggest issue I've run into so far. I'm not really run into any rubber banding or any kind of like a drop in uh, lag for me too much. Um, so, like I said, it's good four out of five cups, coffee cups. It's it's good brew. I do enjoy it. I enjoy playing the game. Uh, it's like I said, one of the best Battlefield games. I've played, it's not as high as Battlefield 2 or 1942, uh, or even 2142 for me. I love 2142, I love playing Titan mode, or even Battle, uh, Bad Company 2, but it's up there. It's it's quite close to it. Um, it's above 4 and 3 for me. 4 and 3 were all right, they just weren't the best. Um, just my problems with that. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it so far. That's that's my initial assessment. It's going to be about a 4 out of 5 uh, cups or good brew. So, uh, be prepared for re actual review uh, next Friday when I actually can kind of little, play a little bit more. I'm kind of around 15 hours and kind of want to get about 30 hours in worth of play. Hey, I have a full-time job, so it, it, the playtime does go down, unfortunately. All right, now for gaming deals out there, let's talk about that. Now, there is uh, some Halloween sales going on. First of all, in Green Man Gaming, you can get Warhammer End Times for... Uh, $13.57, which is pretty good. It's a pretty good game as well. You also get Mad Max for $6.79. It's not a bad game. It's 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 fun for for a time. Uh, the car action is fun. So there's that. On GOG's side, you got uh, Costume Quest, Call of Cthulhu, Centurium, uh, and more, up to 90% off. You also have the Dragon Age, the Saboteur, Dead Space, and more for 50 or 60% off. Pretty good. You also have Crisis, which is the original Crisis, which is the best Crisis in the series. Hands down, bar none. There's no... You could not argue with that with me. One of the best... I don't know why they changed it like they did. Um, but it is... Eight bucks, pretty good. You also get uh, Crisis Warhead, which is eight dollars as well. And there's Medal of Honor Pacific Assault, which is eight dollars. Now, for Steam, you have the Halloween sale going on right now. It's from the 28th to the 1st of November, and you have a whole bunch of games. We have uh, Dead by D Daylight, which is about 14 bucks. You have Dead Space, which is five dollars, pretty good. Dead Space 2 is Dead Space 2 is on there. The Evil Within is $10. I Am Alive is $3.74. Stalker, which is a good one, is $8 as well. Uh, you have Killing the Floor 2 on here. You have Outlast, which is another great one. Uh, Bioshock Remastered is $10. Pretty good. Limbo is a pretty great game. Uh, you also have The Killing Floor, the original one, uh, for $8. Metro... Uh, 20, 2033 Redux is 750. So you got a pretty good, pretty good mix there. You also have just for your weekend deals, uh, the Sol Solace is on sale for twelve dollars. You also have uh, Versus Evil Publisher Weekend up to ninety percent off. Always good. And the Splinter Cell franchise for 75 percent off and more. 
So that should be interesting to see uh, who buys that. I didn't really like the newest Splinter Cell, but the other ones are usually quite good. And that is the end of Gamers Cafe. Thank you guys for coming and stopping by for a bit. Also, as always, please uh, subscribe to Digital Coffee, and it includes Gamers Cafe on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and I'm on Acast as well. Also, uh, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter at DigitalCO77EE, at uh, Periscope DigitalCO77EE, uh, also with Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast. I would say Vine, but they're shutting that down, so don't ever follow me there because you can't. Um, and player.me and Digital Coffee as well. And and as you guys know, or if you don't know, uh, I do have a e-commerce store for buying all your digital coffee and geek type of coffee mugs and t-shirts as well. I got some great stuff there. So check it out at store.digitalcoffeepodcast.com. Um, and I'm your host, Brett Dyster, and join me tomorrow when I do Marketing Blend. Yes, new schedule. If you don't know, the new schedule is Wednesday is Digital Coffee Podcast, Fridays, Gamers Cafe is still staying the same, and Saturdays is uh, Marketing Blend. All right, guys, have a good weekend. See you tomorrow. Later. Later.